Today's guest on Leave Your Mark is Joey Joel Shagan. He is the CEO and founder of IFGT Life Coaching. As a personal professional development coach, author, and speaker, Joey spent decades traveling the country, helping countless individuals to move past their fears of breaking free from the daily grind and creating a life of total freedom. Joey, thanks for being here today. Uh, it's great to be here with you, Benny. Hi there, and welcome. Now it's time for America's favorite podcast, Leave Your Mark, with your host, Vince Cortez. If it's fly, loose fit it. It's Cortez, it frees and shoves in it. It's Cortez. Leave Your Mark is about inspiring the world, one guest at a time. Pass the word from Brooklyn to Pittsburgh, from urban to suburb, it's Cortez, you heard? And here is our host, Vince Cortez. You have a very exciting story, um, and... I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing how you made your decisions and at what time in your life you knew that those were big decisions and, and you went with them. So with no further ado, you're a yes. uh, middle-class kid being raised in Detroit, Michigan, and you're one of five children. So if you can take me from there. Absolutely. So I, I was the second oldest and we we're in a really low income, um, you know, middle class. And so I watched my parents struggle my whole life. I'm the second oldest of, of the five kids. And, you know, I grew up and, and our parents made life fun for us. I mean, we went camping and we did things like that every year. We'd go into the Upper Peninsula, you know, camping and such and with a pop up camper and seven people. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of crowded and stuff, but we had fun and stuff, but it was just like, there was always stress. Like my mom and dad worked as many hours as they could. My dad was a heavy equipment operator and he would just work until he would just <clears throat> like had a back surgery or this or that. He just broke his body down working as many hours as he could. And my mom was the court reporter. So she would sit up all night long when we went to bed and dictate, you know, all the court papers and documents and all that stuff. And, and so I watched them struggle. Like I said, my entire youth. You know, I remember at nine years old thinking, man, something's not right here. Like I'd go by my friends and there was like, I didn't know what it was, but there was a different atmosphere in the home. There wasn't that later. I would realize it was that there was uh, lacking that struggle. And so I, I kind of went through my years and such, you know, and, and then um, growing up through teenage years, you know, I was always, um, I guess the best way to describe it, Vinny, is I was a people pleaser. Like I always tried to make sure people were okay with me, you know, and, and really what it was is I wasn't okay with me and I didn't know who I was supposed to be, but somewhere inside, I just knew who I was, wasn't the right thing. Now, where were you in the birth order? I was the second oldest. Okay. With five kids, uh, I mean, you're passed by three times. You know, and in in kids in kid issues, that's a big deal. Yeah. You know, because now that that baby and those younger two always get all the attention, and uh, it's a different mom and dad raising that one after having three before. I'm kind, you know what I'm saying? So these I do, kinds of yeah. things, maybe not as time goes by, but as a child, mm -hmm. it, you you're finding your way differently than having all the attention all the time. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and really part of that is like, you know, I was like a, a big part of my life was used to take care of the younger ones. You know, I would I would literally walk to because my mom would just be exhausted all the time. I would walk to the grocery store, which was probably about a half mile away, do the grocery shopping, bring the cart home, unload them, bring the cart back to the grocery store. You know, I was doing that at 12, 13 years old. 
Yeah. No, well, you're filling in. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And then, and then as I started getting older, you know, and got out of the house, my teenage years, you know, I wasn't really good at school. I didn't care much for schooling. So I ended up graduating with like a C minus or a D plus overall grade point average. I had multiple teachers tell me, you know, people, some people are meant to work with their head. Other people are meant to work with their hands. And you're going to be one of those people that work with your hands. So I thought I was going to be like, like mimic my dad, you know? So as soon as I came out of high school, I, I got a job. In fact, I wanted to quit high school to go to work. And, and I went to job in factories and things like that. Cause I, part of the conditioning I received was that a man gets a job, supports a family and hopefully lives long enough to enjoy some retirement. And, you know, so this is middle into, America in the eighties. Exactly is, what it was. You're this absolutely is what right, we're living, you know, our, your, I don't know, cultural dogmas. I don't know what you call that when they use the, they, they, who's they, you know, but that was the influence, whether it's television or all our media, our society was telling us. So, you know, you were no different than your neighbors really at what you were being presented. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And that, that's, that's part of that whole thing I work with people on today is conditioning and stuff. You know, that conditioning is bred into it. So I got a job in a factory and stuff. I got married in my very, very early 20s. I, you know, kind of fulfilling that conditioning, you know, and then I had an opportunity at 22 years old. I went and listened to a speaker. His name was Jack Boland. He was the head minister over Unity Church. A, a, a unity of renaissance church in michigan and i don't remember what he said Vinny, but it sparked this thing inside of me that i wanted to help people live better lives it was almost like i i could see myself from being the person in all that conditioning and all of that stuff to mm -hmm. being that other side like my life's not supposed to be this it's supposed to be that it's supposed to be the one helping other people come out of there not down in that place but at the same time that that happened, and I mean, I'm telling you, it like just ignited with inside of my body. Talking you were about it, 22, could, you said? Yeah, I was 22. And talking about it, I could still, like, I, I, I like feel it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that increase in, in the excitement and energy and such. But, but in that conditioning I had, I didn't have any idea of how to do it. I knew it would be wrong for me to move into that because of the getting the job, support the family, you know, and all of that. Your stuff. programming was all the other direction. It was. So I ended up building a 28-year career in corporate America up to a vice president of sales. Oh my. You know, and I ended up I ended up the only, you know, the only one of my siblings with a bachelor's degree. A great work you know, ethic also. And yeah. And so I, I started, you know, spending that. I started out in sales and developing territories and, and things like that. And I continued to grow that, but I still had this passion. And so through the marriage, through, you know, we were pregnant five times in order for my, my son, who I absolutely adore, you know, to have, you know, him born and live. And, wow. And all of so that you're, stuff. you went through five different pregnancies we or four different pregnancies before getting a child and while all this is going on. All of this stuff is going on. I'm building into the corporate thing. I'm kind of trying to grow and, and do all of that stuff there. And yeah, we had two pregnancies and, and you know, that lasted 24 and then the other one, 26 weeks oh and would live for a couple of hours. And I, I won't go into That's... all that, but, and then my son was born and then we had two more times, you know, and, and we were two people that were really never even meant to be together. But because I was that, I wanted to so badly to be, um, received and, and, and the hero and all of that in somebody's life. And this was somebody that needed to be saved. And that's what brought us together. Hmm. And we ended up, 
we ended up with a 19-year marriage out of it before, you know, we parted ways and such. So connect with us on LinkedIn. Be our friend on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You are listening to Vince Cortez. We just want you to leave your mark. So then now you're 22. When does this really kick in that you start turning into a life coach? And um, where were you at when this happens? Even at 22. Now, all of that stuff happened later in my 20s with the pregnancy stuff. But even at 22, I started moving into the Wayne Dyers. I started moving into anybody I could grab their information. I would, you know, it, now part of the conditioning with that struggle is no matter what my income was, I struggled, struggled financially. I struggled with the relationship I had. And I, you know, it was almost like if there wasn't struggle attached to something, I wasn't doing it right. <laughs> I didn't realize all of that, but later on I could look back and see how I would sabotage myself and create struggle out of things that I was very uncomfortable if things happened easily and flowed and things like that, that, that made me very, very uncomfortable. I didn't know how to deal with that back then. Well, that, that's all your programming. Just, it, it stayed it in there. So um, now you're, you're, you're moving through here. So you're into the Wayne Dyer, Tony Robbins and the likes. And now get, take me how then the shift happens from the blue collar worker to the white collar professional. <laughs> Yeah. Thank God. You know, God puts people in our lives. And I had a dear friend of mine who, who just passed away a few weeks ago and, you know, without naming him, his first name is Patrick. And, and we became friends. We met each other. So I have, you know, through all of those processes, I ended up abusing food. I ended up abusing gambling. I ended up with a drinking issue and things like that. So I start, I, I, I always turn to get help with things. I was a guy that would go into group counseling just to see what I could get out of it. You know, even though I really had deep issues going on, I would say, I just want to check this out and see what it's about, you know? And so from the time that happened with the 22, I started that progression and continued along with it. But I ended up meeting Patrick and he was, he was working in the pharmaceuticals. He was a very high level person. And he really mentored me in a way that I didn't know he was mentoring me. And so he started kind of helping me open up avenues. Like he'd say, man, if you had any job you, you could want, what would it be? And I go, man, I'd love to have a company car and a laptop computer and a cell phone. Like that would be so cool, you know? And I'm in my upper twenties when this is happening, you know? And, um, and so as we're doing this stuff, it would lead to other things. And then he would start like over a matter of months, we would end up doing interviewing, practice interviewing. He'd have these index cards, he'd ask questions and we'd go, you know, and, and he just started getting me in that mode. And, and really what he did, it started opening up that doorway to me that I have more potential than what I'm living in. Now, I always wanted to be down this avenue of helping people live better lives. I didn't really want to go into corporate America, but so I ended up getting a job in drafting, which led to about eight years at General Motors, which led to stepping outside of General Motors into higher levels in outside organizations. So now you're through corporate America. This actually probably weighs in as far as now you're, you're going to go entrepreneurial, you're an author and a speaker, um, all of the traits in corporate America and the previous experience are going to weigh in here. So not, not really in a focused way, maybe an unfocused way, you were prepared to package yourself and didn't even know it. 
I, I didn't know. In fact, even through those years of corporate, this is no lie. I was I was working at corporate America traveling Monday through Thursday. It was it was Monday through Friday, but I backed it up a day because I started taking classes to finish my degree on Thursday evenings so I could get home a day sooner. I was a builder up in Michigan. I was building our home. I had already done some flipping of homes and things like that. I owned a construction company that started out in remodeling, ended up subcontracting out for roofs, siding, windows, all of that stuff. And I'm doing like, you know, my friends used to tell me all the time, man, you burn the candles at all that. But it was almost like if I can't do this, you know, if I can't do this thing I'm passionate about, then I'm going to like do this and it'll lead there and this will lead, you know, and, and trying all these things at the same time. Now, you have an interesting breakthrough here because... Um... You reference that uh, you had the 12 years at the university, you go back and get your bachelor's in management and you kept brewing your coaching career and then your mother passes away. So yeah. kind of tell me how this makes a change in you yeah. and how life begins to go after that. Yeah, that's, um, you know, I wrote my book is called Life's Lessons and I wrote it years before this happened. But it was all about when I say it happened when the divorce happened in my early 40s. And I just started documenting it because it was such a dark place. And I just started documenting, you know, it, how do I get to that point of understanding that life is good? Like that's really was a starting point. And as I started stepping into that, I started understanding. In order to do that, I have to ask myself, I have to believe that life happens for me and not to me that I'm not a yeah. victim, that life isn't beating me up, that all this yeah. stuff and everything. And, and I always saw it the other way is I was a victim. And so I started trying to do that and I couldn't. And then I got to a point when I started looking at, okay, I have to take the judgment out of what's happening. Cause I can't say something is bad that's happening to me, but it's happening for me. Like it, it, I, I couldn't comprehend that. So, okay. If it's not good or it's not bad, it just is. And if it's happening for me, what is that for? What is that? What is that purpose of that? And I'm telling you, Vinny, my, the doors opened up when I started doing that. Like, I, and what happened is- You changed your mindset. Like, it, exactly what happened. I didn't realize it then, even though I, at that time I had had some coaching, I'd been through programs, I, you know, all of that stuff that, because I did it from 22 continuously in some way, shape or form. Oh yeah. And so, so as I did that, all of a sudden these things started coming together. Okay, then my, my mom and dad were married 56 years. And my dad gets cancer and he passes away in a pretty short period of time. My mom did not want to be alive without him. She said, I, I'm missing my other half. I just, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. And within a year, she passed away of natural causes. It was nothing direly. I mean, she had some illnesses, but nothing. It was just heart. heartbreak. And I found myself alone. And, you know, and, and my mom and dad lived in Arizona. So when they were alive, once a month, I'd go down there for a long weekend and visit with them. So I was close with my parents, you know, in my adult years, I got over all the hurdle stuff that you have as a kid and stuff. And, and I was really close with them. And when, it just crushed me. And I was in Iowa at the time. It was my corporate job, helping a company that was in bankruptcy to come out the other side, back into profitability and all that. And I was good at what I did corporate wise. But I, it wasn't my passion. And so I'm driving home from work and I'm thinking, man, I, both of my parents are gone. And, you know, here I am alone. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not even in the same state as my son. I'm five states away from him. And, and it, just, it just hit me. And I had to pull over on the shoulder. And I just said, God, I can't do this. Like, you know, I got this passion inside of me. But no matter what I do, it's not coming forward. And I can't, I'd rather not live than to live this way. I, it was 
such a moment of, I guess you could say surrender. Yeah. And upset combined together. In that moment, I was like, I just, I, I just can't do this anymore. And I didn't know what was going to happen next, but I knew something had to happen. If you have a story to share, tell us. How are you going to leave your mark? Leave your mark. Contact us. Leave your mark with our host, Vince Cortez. Be our guest. So then what does happen? What happens is I find myself a week later in a meeting for my job. And we're going around doing introductions and somebody about five people down from me introduces herself. She says, I'm a life coach. And that thing sparked inside of me. But at the same time, my head starts shouting, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. Like, this isn't. So I went through that whole meeting, jostling back and forth, really battling internally between the thoughts in my head of all the upsets, the failures, the this, the that, 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 all the stuff that didn't work out into this vision. And my, that spark of that excitement of it going, yes, yes, yes. And this is no lie. I didn't hear anything that happened in the meeting. The only reason I knew the meeting was ending is because my eye caught the people in front of me closing up their, their notebooks, getting ready to go. So I'm sitting there and I didn't know what to do. Part of me wanted to just get up and walk out just because of all the upsets and, and all of that. And, you know, that's one of the things I deal with people today is there's people have such strong fears into what they want to do that they fail by never even stepping into it. Yeah. You know, the fear beats us, beats them out of it and cheats them of that. So I had, I knew I had the decision to get up and walk out or I could step in faith, which would mean walking over to that person. And even when I stood up, I didn't know what I was going to do. Wow. And I, I just went and I just forced myself to lean that way. And my feet followed. I had a cup of, I, I talked to that person it led to a cup of coffee a few days later. And every one of these steps was that same jostling back and forth, you know, of that fear. Ended up leading to a cup of coffee, ended up leading to yet another certification and ended up leading within six months. I had three clients I was working with and I just resigned from corporate America. I said, I'm not doing this anymore. How old are you at this point? I'm 45, 46 years old. Oh, wow. So you actually went a full career prior to 28 years yeah of corporate america and yeah. different levels of corporate america so yeah. now then the new life begins i had three clients to, you know and i was like you know what i just showed i can do this i don't want to do this anymore i can't stand living like this i don't care what happens i can't keep doing this and i resigned and, and it, it made it even worse because we just got new owners and stuff. So they were pumping millions of dollars into it. And, uh, you know, things are starting to come back and stuff. And that's why I told them, I'll stay until we get somebody. And I did. Well, they're saying, listen, you know, you make the decision, which was so much fear. And then I go, okay, I'm doing it. You take that step. And then they're constantly hounding me going, you can work from down there if you want. You can work the hours you want. You can work how you want. You know, whatever it is, you tell us what it is. And it's like, man, I, you're making it so hard for me to keep saying no to it. But I did. And I ended up coming down here to an area I've, I've never been to before. I don't know anybody. And I just started doing the things I was taught to do and, and how to build and how to communicate and meet people. One of the things I would do is I would hand out five business cards a day. I would go to downtown Greenville or I'd go to different towns and stuff. And I'd go walk around meeting people and I'd go, how are you doing? You know, what do you do? Da, da, da. And, and so, I mean, it was really step by step by step into it. 
All right. So now you started doing coaching and you're doing workshops all around the country. Uh, yes. You're doing face-to-face stuff as well as the AI or the virtual stuff, uh, yes. public speaking. Then you've written two books. So, you know, life is going full, full speed ahead now. So kind of take me through when this workshop thing began to happen. Yeah. Once I got certification, that's how I got the first three clients. And once I understood that key to it and how to do that and how to replicate it and duplicate it and such is where I started taking off. And all of a sudden I started traveling around to different places. I would do a workshop anywhere <laughs> at any time. 2019, I spent, um, God, it was 40 some weeks traveling and speaking. I would I'd get speaking engagements and whenever I got a speaking engagement, I'd look for a workshop or if I got a workshop, I'd look for a speaking engagement. And like everything was just like really rolling. Like I've, I've done anything from, from giving a prosperity talk to a, to a worldwide convention, to speaking at banks at their, at their quarterly thing, to delivering a Sunday service at a church, to like any, anything I can talk and help people with mindset, help them with what I, you know, what I do, where my specialty is. I love doing it. So it's not work. And then the workshops, I do different workshops for different groups. I do a um, unleash your potential. I do a results for realtors specific for them. So it's, it's like building. And, and like I said, everything was going great. In fact, I bought an RV because I was oh traveling. So I was traveling so much. I thought, why not just get something I could pull my motorcycle with and just go. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's a great idea. Take the so motorcycle the and, and, and go after. Yeah, that's cool. I like had the that. RV, everything was rolling. It's, it's going great. I, I coached other coaches on how to, when they, you know, to build their business and such and everything was going great. And then when COVID hit, like every appointment I had shut down, everything stopped right there. Travel stopped completely. Or so how, how do you overcome this? You're, we're still in the COVID. So what are you doing? We, well, it took me a while. It wasn't like instantly, but I've converted everything to online. I've gotten, you know, some programs and things like that, that I've, I've gone through, but also like, you know, the people that have showed up, I have what I call the dream team. And I have four people on my team and every person on my team loves, absolutely loves what they do. So they don't work either. So there, somebody's creative and they come up with the wording and things like that. Somebody else does the artistic stuff and somebody does the editing and the videos. So it's like the, the whole team. And, and this is what I mean with what I do with the laws of attraction and all that is what we desire will show up if we get out of blocking our own way. And for years and years and years, that's what I did. And now today, what took me years to accomplish, I can help people do in weeks. This is excellent. Yeah. Now, so when what I, is what is the name of your current program? I have Life Ignited program. It's a 12 week program. It can be done as a I, I don't. OK, so here's one of the things I got to be upfront about. I don't herd people through programs. I my groups are not 50, 100, 150 people into into a group at a time. I'm not trying to bring, you know, make millions of dollars on. on I want to impact millions of people's lives, but I want to do it from a level of where they get the support, they get the, the motivation, the drive, the understanding and the clarity and the shifts where they can do that. So I will only coach seven people a month. Okay. So okay. My one-on-one attention with you directly. Even my groups are no more than, every once in a while I'll tweak it higher, but I typically like to keep them around 15 so that everybody has engagement to it and such. 
you know? So, so with that, my life ignited program, I didn't do as a self-study. I have a, a low investment end program called ignite, which is a four week self-study that really opens the doorway for people. But even there, they can add the one-on-one and then my life ignited people can do as a one-on-one or they can do as a group only. It's their choice as far as moving, you know, as far as moving along there, but it, it really like I, incredible results in people's lives you know and i have the testimonials on my website to show it yeah now speaking of that where can we find you on social media and um facebook and these places yeah anywhere on social media you can go to um joseph a (laughs) drolshagen which i imagine you'll spell that out rather than do that right now (laughs) we'll put the link down below for him (laughs) yeah the other thing you can do is go to ifdcoach.com that's my main website right now. That'll take you through the whole avenue. You can go and see everything I do. You can listen to any media, podcasts, things like that, that I've done. So, and then we'd have access to your books there too. So your books, tapes, programs, yeah. um, you have a LinkedIn page as well. I do. They're all under Joseph A. Drolshigan. What will you be doing next on a virtual scene so we can get people to come in and have a listen to what it is you're doing? Absolutely. So, so here's, I mean, I do a lot of things where I, I like my whole thing is impact people's lives, right? So I do a lot of things like the first Saturday of every month, I have a vision calibration group I do on Zoom. And so people come into it, there's no cost to it. They can register so they get the reminders and such, or if I send out anything in between, but it's it's really about, like it's not lectures, it's not sales. It's, it's about stepping into our vision, taking one hour a month and really going deeper into our vision. They can find that on the website. They can find, I do, um webinars or workshops now i'm doing them virtually in fact we're setting one up that'll be coming up here in the next couple weeks i have a lot of facebook groups who will come to me and ask me to do one exclusively that's exciting too so yeah so that's growing and adding on but i do a lot of things on my facebook groups um you know i do a lot of things like i said i have a newsletter people can get you know sign up for and it's really about like i do a video with it and then the write-up as far as whether we're talking about mindset whether we're talking about abundance whether we're talking about you know, shifting paradigms, whatever it is for the month. And people want to get registered for that because every July I do a big 4th of July scene. Okay. So I'm wearing the red, white, and blue shirt. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, and then even in Facebook, I'll do a lot of lives and things like that. Like I'll be out fishing and I'll do a live, like something will hit me and I'll be like, oh, I want to share this. And, And it's just a couple minutes, but it's motivation and inspiration to really add value to people's lives. This is exciting for other people that want to be coaches also because to do, I, I don't like this word, maybe I'm showing my age, hacking. You know, in my day, they called it modeling. You find somebody whose success works and you model their success. Now it's hacking yeah. their success. So, yeah. you know, the, the reality of somebody who's interested in doing coaching in the category or niche that they want to do to watch how you're creating your course how you're arranging uh, what it is you do and how you invite people in and the value you provide. So that being said, I want to thank you for coming by today, but you have to answer the question that all of our guests answer. And that is how would you like to leave your mark and, and be remembered in this world? My hopes are my passion to impact millions of people's lives and understand nobody ever has to struggle like I saw my parents do, that that would be the greatest mark I could possibly leave. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, again, thanks for coming by today, Jerry. You were I enjoyed listening to your story and how you you made made your way through your life and 
and, and found the intuition and, and, and followed it and look yeah. at you today. So you're, you're a testament to other people that want to do the same. So thank, thank you. you. I really enjoyed talking with you, Benny. All right. Okay, I'll talk to you soon, Joey. Thanks for listening to Leave Your Mark today. Tune into our next episode of Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. Be blessed. You just left your mark. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Listen to more episodes on demand. Just click Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez.